The Lazy Persons Book Club presents... You can blame it on the season, blame it on the weather, or blame it for no reason on a feather. Blame it on Hoboken. It's the funny, music-fueled modern love story with a touch of mystery set in Frank Sinatra's hometown. You can blame it on the game, blame it on the battle, Today's episode, blame it on my name. It doesn't matter. Previously on Blame It on Hoboken, New York City tour guide Carolyn Cates has just slept with her pushy New Jersey matchmaker Jimmy Foss before leading a tour of the new Frank Sinatra post office for a group of Swiss bankers in Hoboken. She's returned home to her Greenwich Village apartment to find a handsome stranger sleeping on her couch. Should she call the police or a male modeling agency? Hello? Excuse me? Oh. The man opened his eyes and jumped to his feet. His eyes were the most amazing shade of blue. He had been handsome while he was asleep, but he was almost illegally good-looking awake. Carolyn Cates, this is a pleasure. I've heard so much about you. I waited for you to come home last night, but then I fell asleep, as you see. We thought you would be here when we arrived, but you were not. We? I am little Hans. I work with your parents. <gasps> my parents? I haven't seen my parents in almost three years. They didn't tell me they were coming to town, which is totally their style, but they're not here. So where did they go? Your parents are lost and proud of it. Of course they are. You should know that Carolyn's company, True City Tours, specialized in overlooked landmarks, places the average person didn't notice, but which were located in a town or a city that you could pinpoint on a map. Enid Hobbs' grave, for example. Most people didn't know it existed until Carolyn took them to see it. But overlooked or not, the site had an address in the churchyard of Reverend Evans Church in downtown Manhattan. Carolyn's parents' company, Let's Get Lost, took travelers to uncharted destinations in places so far off the map they didn't have a name. People could spend a month touring with them and have no idea where they'd been. Your parents are very original people. That's an understatement. Will you be eating soon? It is very late where I've come from. Would you be okay with an emergency omelette? It's a mix of... Everything one can find in the fridge, yes. I have heard of this dish from your parents, of course. The emergency omelette sounds very nice, I think. Okay then, one emergency omelette coming up. On our tours, we are offering our guests gourmet meals, but when it comes to food, the old ways are best. Are you free tonight, Caroline? We are invited to a very interesting party. The invitation is quite beautiful, I think. It is on the little table by the couch, beside the blue book, the one with the multi-dimensional looking metallic owl on the front. I find it quite interesting, too. Oh, the blue book is my high school yearbook. But this invitation of yours is really something. It's so tiny. Is that a magnifying glass attached to it? Wow. Look at those little letters. A man I met in the supermarket gave this to me. He said I could invite my friends. And you are my only friend at the moment, you see? I'll take that as a compliment. Shall we go and party, then? A party? Sure. Why not? 
The address on the invitation was in a neighborhood that used to be famous for its street crime. But the rents were low enough, long enough, that young party kids had bought up the buildings. You couldn't get mugged here these days without a personal invitation. Invitation only, people. I'm not kidding. My name is Little Hans, and this is my employer's daughter and new friend, Carolyn. We are not only invited, we are VIP. Oh, right this way. They were waved upstairs to the VIP lounge by a man with a neatly cropped gray beard. And a face Carolyn recognized from Celebrity Magazines. I'm so glad you and your friend could make it, little Hans. Carolyn, I'd like you to meet my friend from the supermarket. It's an honor to meet you, sir. I saw your last movie. You were amazing. Please, call me Rex. All my friends do. You make movies? Other people make them. I just say a few lines. You honestly don't know who he is? This man is a huge movie star. I mean, huge. We do not see movies when we are lost. And we are lost most of the time. Enough about me. Has Hans here told you what he does for a living? His life is fascinating. Would anyone like to dance? The music is quite appealing, I think. I would. I'm going to sit this one out. It's been a long day. It's been a long two days, actually. Little Hans and Rex headed to the dance floor. Carolyn stretched out on a velvet love seat in the VIP section and shut her eyes. She saw Jimmy Foss playing badminton and the bankers of Bonk Suisse at the post office. She saw the HR man from Bonk Suisse tapping his foot. Dream lemons were falling from the sky. Hello? The club, it is closing now. Angela's car will take us home. Who's Angela? A new friend. And look, her car is quite large. It is like... It's a limousine. Carolyn made up a bed on her couch for little Hans and settled herself onto the air mattress on the floor. She slept straight through till the morning when... Carol? Carol? Mom? Dad? Hello? Floral delivery for, uh, little hands? Oh, okay, come on up. One deluxe bunch of Gerbera daisies, roses, you name it. Sign here, please. They are from Marie and Robert, and Hal and Winnie and Carlos and Kate. They have invited us to make television with them. My new friend Marie works on a talk show. She would like to film a segment with those of us from Let's Get Lost. She thinks that getting lost is very interesting. True City Tours. Yes, he lives here. Sort of. Yes, he's awake. Uh, it's for you. Thank you. Yes? Uh, tonight? Thank you. We have been invited to another party. Uh, you want to get it, little Hans? With pleasure. I shall step into the hall and wait for our visitor. This is strange. The door has opened, but no one is arriving. Hey, Toots. I uh, dropped by to talk to you about step four. Hey, look at this. You're throwing a party. Hello? Is anyone arriving? Who's the handsome guy? He works for my parents. The person who will be arriving works for your parents as well? Actually, I was talking about you. But to whom? Whoops. What do we do now, Toots? 
We tell them the truth. Trust me, they'll be thrilled to meet you. Excuse me, please, but to whom are you speaking? My romantic advisor. He's the guy that rang the doorbell. He's standing a few feet to your left, but only I can see him. Me and some other pretty women over the years. Ah, toots. They're all going to think you've lost it. There is no greater compliment in my family than to have lost it. I am feeling confused. Is anyone else feeling confused by Carolyn's story? It is quite a delightful feeling, I think. Hear, hear. We're lost and proud proud of it. (laughs) Please tell us more. And so Carolyn told her parents and little Hans everything about meeting Jimmy Foss at the Friends of Frank's Club and the bankers from Bonk Suisse and her search for love on a deadline. She told them about the five steps to love, and she told them about Jimmy's discovery that most of the world couldn't see him. And that's pretty much it. Well, well, isn't this wonderful? You've found yourself a friend that only you can see. And where is he, sweetheart? He's over here. It's an honor to meet you, Jimmy. Actually, I'm a bit more to your left, but thanks. A real pleasure. Wow, Toots, I knew your family would be interesting, but I uh, pictured a more traditional kind of interesting. Competitive synchronized swimmers, or a pair of professors, maybe. These guys are a whole other story. I love them. May I just take a moment to say how happy you've made us? It's comforting to know you found a boyfriend like Jimmy. We don't know him yet, but from the look of things, I, oh, I, I hope that's not offensive. Tell her it's fine, Toots. Jimmy says, don't worry, Mom, that's totally fine. Well, from the look of things, Carolyn, this is great news. I concur. You've been floating your boat down a very mainstream, Carol. And quite honestly, we've been worried about you. But this Jimmy fellow sounds swell. Oh, but Jimmy's not my boyfriend. He's my matchmaker. And you're right, he's a very nice guy. But I'm seeing someone else, and I think you'll really like him. His name is Ned. And is he standing here, too? Oh, he's in California. Oh. California is nice. But he'll be back in a few days. So he travels uh, on a schedule. Ned is a totally normal guy. He's amazingly normal. And he's exactly what I need at this point in my life. Oh. And here's the best part. We're going to be in love with a capital L by my birthday. Love is nice. You can get very lost in it if you're lucky. But why do you need such a specific timetable? It all sounds so... formal. That's because I'm following a formula for true love. Until now, I've been naturally attracted to odd men, and all my boyfriends kept leaving. But now... Thanks to Euclid, I've got a formula to love, and Jimmy's steps, and Catan's advice. Who's Who's Catan? He drives a cab, but he's really a psychologist. You really lost me there, Caro. What a relief. I feel so much better. Me too. Everything I'm telling you will make sense by my birthday, I promise. You just have to trust me for another two weeks. We can do this, for we are staying in town until the end of the month. But for now... We shall go dancing, yes? I have received an invitation to a new daylight dance club. Daylight dancing? That sounds very nice, I think. It did sound nice, everyone agreed, including Jimmy. Uh, Tell him I'm all in, toots. And oh yeah, tell him thanks. Carolyn and Jimmy lost sight of her parents within seconds of entering the daylight dance club, but they couldn't lose sight of little Hans. One minute he was dancing with a lanky woman, and then he was dancing with two husky bearded men. 
Little Hans is a human magnet, Toots. I'd be happy to match him up, but he's doing fine on his own. Would you look at that? Little Hans is DJing. He's a talented guy. Does he smile that way because he's fearless? Or is he fearless because he smiles that way? So, about step four, Toots. Shouldn't we talk about the other thing? The night of out of the blue, record-breaking bliss we spent together, Toots? That's up to you. I'd be happy to chalk it up to passion, a byproduct of our process. A way of clearing the air so we can return our focus to your work with Ned. And you can return to the mystery woman who's smitten you. I never left her. I'm that kind of guy. The magic kicks off Saturday night when your ferry pulls in from Brooklyn Heights. The gang planks down, the love bug bites, all the skylights bells forever as long as we're together. We conclude this episode of Sharon Glassman's novel with songs, Blame It on Hoboken, available at SharonGlassmanLive.com. Today's episode features, in alphabetical order, Connor Magyar as Jimmy Foss, Nina Raleigh as Carolyn's mother, Eric Isle as Rex, the movie star, and Carolyn's father, and introducing Dallas Heltzel as the flower delivery guy. And Sharon Glassman as Carolyn and the narrator. The songs of Blame It on Hoboken are written by Sharon Glassman and produced by Eric Tureen. Join us next week, same time, same location, for another music-filled episode of Blame It on Hoboken. Blame It on Hoboken comes to you from Studio To Be or Not To Be in Longmont, Colorado, and is syndicated on the Longmont Compass. Blame It on Hoboken, but baby stay with me.